It's Thursday, October 14th, and today is National Dessert Day. Mm. And you are watching and are listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Mmm, National Dessert Day, guys. Yum, yum. Mm-hmm. Hi. How is everybody? I'm shuffling some papers. Yeah, that's good. I like paper shufflers. Oh, look, what I we got, got going over here? Beer right here. Hey, you sound, like, you sound like you're about 800 miles from the computer while you're at it. You sound uh, very, very quiet. See if I can turn that up here in a second. But now, uh, wait a minute. Wasn't he supposed to receive a shipment of a yeah, new Mike Smithrophone? Did you get your mic, Mike? No mic, Mike. Mm, well, you do sound terrible today. All right. Uh, thanks for coming in for the wonderful. mic check over here. He looks fantastic. Uh, oh, and no! Josh has left the building. This is, I can already tell this. We have, we have more viewers today than we've ever had, and this is how we start. Uh, did you guys know that on this day, while we wait for Josh to come back, which I have no idea where he went, <laughs> did you guys know that on this day in 1947, American test pilot Chuck Yeager first broke the sound barrier? Did you guys know that? He has the right stuff, man. Yeah, he does. Hey Josh, Josh, while you were gone, I, I asked the group if they knew that on this day in 1947, which is what, 70, let's see, 53 and 20, 74 <laughs> years ago. 74 years ago, Chuck Yeager became the first person to break the sound barrier. Huh. Who knew? I think I just broke the sound barrier because what I didn't realize happened when we started our live cast is I had the YouTube link of the live cast up in another tab. And I I currently have about 87 tabs open on my computer. So I had to just get out of the stream yard and go figure out where the hell that noise is coming from. Because I'm just, I'm just so excited to be a part of the first ever uniform exchange. I know you guys are doing your shit together. <laughs> I'm, I'm just to be invited to the first one. Uh, it's good well, to have you here. It, it, my setup, my Chuck Yeager thing was actually a setup because, you know, 73, 74 years ago, he broke the sound barrier. Then 60 years later, we broke the logic barrier because that was the uh 2007 so 14 years ago today was the inaugural airing of keeping up with the kardashians yeah that's when we all that's that's the beginning of the end i think actually no. uh yeah uh -huh. i think uh jersey shore might have been the, in the be, been the beginning of the end but that was yeah let's celebrate today is 14th anniversary of the first kardashians episode now that is something to celebrate that's a cultural mm -hmm. high that's a cultural yes. high welcome to uniform over here i'm gonna jump off it sorry guys <laughs> welcome welcome to uniform Yay! exchange where we have three people with normal volume and mike uh comedic look at sports sports business and live entertainment we took a week off last week during that week mike moved further away from the microphone uh, but let's re-meet the panel. Uh, I'm Michael Myers, owner of the Sports Marketer, and Chris. It's subsidiaries. Thank you, including Birdie Box, the greatest luxury gifting platform on the planet that's ever existed. I know. I know. 
Know, hard to believe. As young as I am, I've been doing this for a minute now. I'm super shy, and that's how people know me as being super shy. First up, this man loves two things. Actually, loves three things. One, really quiet microphones. Two, music. Three, beer. He's a marketing wizard. Not a sports guy by nature, by work, but he is a sports guy. Currently a heavy hitter in the marketing department for Goose Island Beer. Music lover, improv comedian, father of three, husband of one. Goose Island's owned, dad number two. Mike Smith, whisper oh, to us, buddy. That's your best intro yet. Um, I've heard of sports. I can't believe there's new news every week, but here we are, and let's talk about it. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, next, this guy has been in sports and sports media for, I'm going to say, six years. Sometimes I say some weeks I say it's been six years. Some weeks I say it's been eight. Sometimes I say he's 28. Sometimes I say he's 26. I know I've said that before. Uh, when asked what his favorite magazine is, he said, what's a magazine? <laughs> the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Hey, He's too young for magazines. Uh, magazines right here. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Directly Whoa. refuting it. Directly refuting me right in the face. That's two more magazines than I have, to be fair. <laughs> you still get magazines. I love that. Uh, and lastly, an 81-year veteran of marketing, sponsorship, activation, and branding. I was uh, there when Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Mike Smith. There he loves sports were invented. <laughs> the original like... Yeager bomb, if you will. Hello. They don't want me to introduce you, Chris. <laughs> uh, right. Much like Mike Smith, he loves three things. Teams, marketing, and he loves reports. So it makes sense that he'd be the owner and CEO of the team marketing report, the angry one himself. Chris Hartwag. Hi. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thanks. <sighs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'm excited for today's show. We have a lot, a lot to cover. So with that, I think we should do this. I want to start things off with a quote. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know if this is good enough for a segment, but I think we might need a quote of the week segment. But if we did a bit, quote of the week, quote of the week. So quote of the week. Goes to Pete Rose. Did anybody hear this? Did anybody hear what Pete Rose said about Joey Gallo what did, yesterday? What did Joey so Joey Gallo? What did what did uh, Charlie Hustle say about Joey Gallo? Well, Josh, you're gonna love this as a big Yankees fan. I'm just gonna give you the exact quote because I just love, I just absolutely love this quote. He was talking about the Yankees lineup, and he eventually talked about Joey Gallo. He said that was the worst effing lineup they could have put on the field. Their six, seven, eight, nine hitters were all out men. They have to. Ha they had to have Judge and Stanton do something. If they didn't, all the pressure was on Joey Gallo, and you saw how that worked out. So that was the first jab. Then he said, and this is great, how does someone who doesn't play every day strike out 213 times? <laughs> he says, Ray Charles wouldn't strike out that much. I just can't imagine striking out 213 times without killing myself. <laughs> and that's why Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. Is. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's in the god. caesar's palace mall hall of fame yeah he is <laughs> oh my god i just can't imagine doing 13 strikeouts without killing myself well yeah well i can understand pete rose feeling that way because he's me pete. too 
fucking rose. Well, he probably, I, what? He struck out, he probably took him 10 years to strike out that <laughs> many times. Say he probably yeah. took out 213 times his career. But, right. but here's a question related to that is, what do you, do you think he should, speaking of Mike Smith's comment, should he be in the Hall of Fame? No. Like, would you, would you vote for him? Does he belong in there? No. Yeah, yeah. Mike Smith says yes. Nice. Michael Myers says no. He's got a plaque in the Hall of Fame, and that's what he deserves. He's got the plaque for the most hits because he has them. But you can't gamble on sports and then lie about it and then lie about it for 20 years and then triple down on your lie and then pretend to acknowledge your lie and then make a fool out of yourself by re-lying after that. Like, just he just didn't handle it very well. He I'm probably could I'm going to have to admit something right now then before we get too deep. I have been betting on our podcast for weeks. <laughs> Over, I know people are listening. I'm going to throw it out there. Like, if you guys want to cut the mic right now, like, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. I've, I've made a lot of money betting the under. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm the Pete Rose of the podcast is what I'm getting at. I don't know what to do. Well, listen, yeah. Mike, the difference between you and Pete is that you admitted it. So, you know, it's I true. Think you might be able to look past it. Yeah. On the downside, though, it sounds like you're betting on us to lose, which means if you tank, that helps. So I think that uh, that – that indicates influencing the bet, and I feel like we're gonna have a problem. No, my uh, my bookie is like, uh, you think you're gonna get fifteen thousand followers this week? I'm like, eh, fourteen nine ninety nine. He's like, all right, I'll take you, and I win every week. So, and so we get <laughs> betting the tomorrow. under on us is probably a safe bet. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Chris, Play Chris, you've, you've been reporting at TMR on the fans for a while now the fan cost mm -hmm. index and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What have you been hearing on the NHL side with the code of conduct? I've been hearing inklings, but I feel like you've been watching this a little more closely than I have. Uh, not really. I, I think that. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, I think that, um, well, I'll just be honest. Well, we're being honest, Mike Smith. I'll be honest that I forgot that I said that that was my topic, and I didn't. I did not read up on it today. So, oh my uh, can we goodness. cut this part out? <laughs> yeah, no, I got this one. See, I have been following it, and I just thought you had. Uh, all right, so the NHL, in response to a lot of things, uh, has been developing a code of conduct, and the Philadelphia Flyers and their stadium along with the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, will be bringing that code of conduct to life. Now, all I know about this code of conduct right now is it has to do with um, identity-based slurs. So if people are yelling things about – I don't know how far that goes. Uh, I, I know it's racially motivated, things like that. But I don't know if that extends to fat shaming and every. I don't know how far that extends. But identity-based slurs will no longer be tolerated. And when I say no longer tolerated, they're introducing a zero tolerance policy for these things. Uh, abusive behavior, that sounds subjective. And inappropriate altercations also sound subjective. So I don't know how detailed they are laying this out inside their code of conduct, but they're building an entire education around it. Uh, training the staff, training the staff how to communicate with people to do that, and then basically teaching them how to enforce this with the groups. The NHL wants to do this league-wide, and Philly's the first one to bring it into play, partly because oh, they're the first boy. group to have it. I don't know how you're going to do this. I mean, are you, gonna, you are go you to any sporting gonna, event. Are you seriously going to have someone like a beer tender like in the stands being like, who said that? Who I said think, that? I don't think it'll be a beer tender. <laughs> Whoever said that, 
but you're coming yeah. with me. I do think That's there's like, going to be a little bit of uh, I don't know. Who said that, know. Josh? Uh, here we um, go. Variations of violations of the oh, code of conduct. Well, I, I listen. Now, now I'm owning. I screwed up, it. and I'm trying to pick you're up. Just gonna, my slack. You're just going to read an ESPN article to us? On no, the air it's now? not. It's on? CBS Philly. Uh, yeah, violations of the code of conduct you're may very result loud in right e- now. You're very loud right now. There you go. Well, then oh turn me down. <laughs> violations <laughs> of the code of conduct may result in ejection, arrest, possibly criminal charges, or revocation of season ticket packages. I think that. I mean, it's it's uh, well, the NHL put out a new code of conduct like two years ago, three years ago, and what I mean, what did that? do nothing awesome. and without without it was off spectacular changed everything but, changed the whole but how do you codify what this is and what's too know. much and what's not because it's like know. that that logic of i mean and that's what that's what all the all the sports teams already use is kind of like uh you know i think what they're uh, essentially mean things saying won't be let's be fair well, Josh, you had something you wanted to say, so I'm going to let you go first. Well, well it is it is a, a point of what is the line, and I mean, if you want right. to share, if you if you want to share what's on my screen, you feel free to go ahead and do that. Is that something? If, if anybody is is watching the stream here, oh. you might recognize this picture of a Boston Bruins game where a nice mm-hmm. uh, couple of young mm-hmm. ladies in the front row were holding up a sign. Um, I don't know who the, the last name, Tyler, uh, number 19. Again, the I think it's Tyler Seguin, probably. Tyler Seguin, and I, and I will, uh, I it right says, not, we did something right. to your something in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Wait a minute. Is that... What, what is, the, put that back up there. I will read it. Come on. Tyler, number 19, enough. we sucked your dick <laughs> in high school. It do sucked you your remember D. us? Sucked your D. Let's do a tenacious oh, D we thing. S'd your D. We, we S'd your D. We S'd your D. In high school, guys. Come on. Come on. Would that, just... would that be against the NHL uh, fan? I would anticipate that being against their code of contact. First of all, I do want to say that that, that picture did not say anything spawned. about his race. Hold on. Did not say anything about his race. So I know. I it's, it's just okay. code of conduct, though. Uh, that picture did spawn about 12,465,000 gifts where they replaced what was on that sign with other things that were much funnier than the original sign. Those are called, mm-hmm. those are called memes, old man. Memes. Oh, sorry, meme. Yeah, gifts. I said gif. I meant meme. Mm-hmm. And the Memes. kids pronounce it gif. Memes. You're both right. Gif. You're gif. right both times. Is it gif? Uh, That's what the kids no. say. A gif is just an anymore. animation. It's gif. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So yes, we all recognize the NHL is going to crush this. Next topic. Hold on, can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. You can. We talk about sports every week, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we do. And there's certain leagues and certain divisions that do an excellent job, and we report on it every week, like top-notch A plus. And there's other yes. leagues that fall behind that. I don't know. In any business you're in, do you just look at people who are doing things right and be like, if we can even half match that, let's strive for doing it this way. But yet every yes. league, every league has to, like, is a, it behooves me to say like, why do we have to figure it out from scratch? Like we have no idea how to do this. That behooves other leagues you? Have, it behooves me. It does. It's just like, there's other leagues <laughs> that, that are figuring this out. <laughs> <laughs> baffles been, you i'm with you i, I knew you i've been baffled. drinking some barrel aged out tonight i apologize behoove behooves it is a duty or responsibility for someone to do something do you feel so behooved 
It, it does not leave. It's league. just like, it does not stop leave. being it a dumbass. Like, there's other leagues that have figured this out. Just follow in suit what you haven't done with what they've already done. It's not that hard. I, I agree know. with you. I think we should have a segment of this show at the end where we just talk about all the words that people misuse throughout the show because there's like five every week that we misuse. And that was great that we were able to catch that. That might one. be a new segment, Mike. Dad number two. It behooves me. What, what I'm so behooved right now. What behooves you this week, Mike? Oh, look, I found the mute button, and it's on for the rest of the show. I've been behooved. Uh, all right. We are. So, hey, I, this, is, right this is, I found oh God, it. We're finally. falling behind schedule. No, this right, segment was quickly. supposed to end in 10 seconds. We have five more times. Do not use offensive language or gestures concerning a person's race, ethnicity, color, gender, religion, yourself. creed, ability, age, Stop. sexual orientation, gender you identity. You are muted. All right. 10 women. Mate, you can't not prep for a topic and then come in and read shit to us. What the hell? Guess it's who okay. Looks like own a, it. Guess just who looks like it. an angel right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ten. Okay, this one's great. I love this. This is this is positive news. Ten women are officially on the roster to officiate AHL hockey games for the first time ever, which I think is fantastic. And um, honestly, all, it's going to be great. They're going to do a great job. I'm sure of it. What it really means is that we're a few years away now from being able to have an NHL official who's a female, which I think is fantastic. They'll take one or years. five. Well, I think they're going to have they'll, they'll cut their teeth here because you yeah. got to have you got to have some high level officiating before you can go to the NHL. You can't just say, well, she's qualified. Bring her in because she you know, coached or uh, refed in high school. This will give them a chance to evaluate, and their best three or four will make it up. I think it's fantastic. Or their top ten. Who knows? I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, you know what? So what's the last uh, – baseball, there was one woman – I don't know, was Pam Postma, I think. Was, didn't she make it to the – did she make it to the major, major leagues as an ump? Or has baseball know. never had a major league ump? Because you've got recall. Uh, you have quite a be. few on roughing – you have quite a few on the roughing crews in, 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 in the NFL, NFL now, yep. including women of color. So yep. kudos to them. MLB, I don't think anybody – any have made it to the major – and the NBA. I don't know why I have it in my to, brain, but I felt like they have it. Maybe you're right. Maybe they haven't. The NBA has. The NBA has. Oh, for sure. The NBA yeah. for sure has. That I yeah. meant to bring them in with the NFL that they've done a good job of that. So yeah. I don't know about the MLB. We'll have to check on that. We'll have an intern check on that and tell you at the end of the show. We'll That's have part of the production staff. Yeah. yeah, if we had more. Here, um, here's my thing. Like, oh if God. anybody can call balls and strikes better than Joe West, uh, thank you for your retirement. Um, <laughs> bring him up to the majors. Yeah. Cowboy Joe. Cowboy Joe is no longer... <sighs> All right, Kraken. It's official. They are the losingest NHL franchise in history. They are 0-1. They'll probably they're never gonna win a game. I just want to announce that. Um but they have the coolest merch in they sports. Do. And I'm kidding. They lost four to three to the other expansion franchise, the Las Vegas Knights. First night, huge success. Seattle's gonna crush it. They're gonna have a great franchise. And the way the NHL sets up the expansion draft, they'll contend in year one. I mean, Vegas was making the playoffs the first year, the way they've lopsidedly created this to where the expansion teams can basically pillage every other team for their best players or for their players. It's really leans toward the expansion team right now. That's another topic. All right. Um, this is interesting. That one's too early, so I'm not bringing that up yet. Um, I did see, and I know that you guys saw this too because we were talking about it offline, the NHL had their first TNT broadcast 
which led to some <laughs> interesting shenanigans. I am not a TNT NBA guy. I, I just I'm not. I, I, they're they're fine with the AM NBA. They're actually fine with the NBA. I cannot 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 stand their coverage of the NCAA tournament because as someone who knows the NCAA listening to a bunch of guys that clearly do not is extremely annoying at the most intense time of the year you want experts and these guys have no clue what they're talking about in the NCAA it will be at minimum comedy watching them cover the NHL Here's the thing. TNT should stick to Chuck Norris movies. Like that's what I <laughs> reference it to. Like TNT, Chuck Norris movies. No sports. Gotcha. Or have Chuck Norris they, be one of they, the commentators. They do for the fine sports. with the NBA. They do fine do with they? the NBA. They're, they're entertaining <clears throat> for the NBA. Josh, you're the you're the resident well, expert. Go ahead. I'm just wondering why we're talking about like their two and a half weeks of NCAA coverage, and I realize it's oh, atrocious. because Myers has to make it about himself. We're yes. here to talk about the NHL and TNT's new deal, and for somehow you bring it back to the two weeks yeah, a year right when they cover now. college basketball. Well, he knew more than coming. two weeks. He knew this was coming. The more big question mark. <laughs> Okay, it's three weeks. My bad. Maybe four. But <laughs> maybe four. Three point five weeks. Um, but no, of the biggest portion was, of the collegiate space. I, I caught of the a little season. bit of yeah. shut mm-hmm. up. I caught a little. <laughs> I caught a little bit of the coverage. <laughs> and the NHL needs excitement. They need to bring in different viewers, younger, different. Yes. Yes, they do. And right. seeing Charles Barkley and Wayne Gretzky on screen together, chopping it up, uh, putting fun. Charles Barkley in goalie pads everywhere, but like the one place I would really want pads yeah. if I was <laughs> trying to block shots from Wayne Gretzky. And Chuck's Gretzky, five hole was uncovered. He was very uncovered. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. I don't know what. I mean, you get mad about them, Charles Barkley covering college basketball. I don't yes. know what the hell he's doing on an NHL broadcast, but I love it. Um, I we'll think see. It's fun. I don't know that it will be on there Josh, all Josh. the time, but yes. Charles Barkley, NHL, two words, fire puck. Bring it back, baby. <laughs> you, Charles oh, Barkley, you fire mean, puck. You mean uh, tracks? Uh, puck, puck, puck tracks. Puck tracks. Puck tracks. Yeah. yeah. If it's over puck 98 tracks? miles an hour, put that flame behind it, baby. <laughs> or maybe they do a flame, and with a puck, they instead of a puck, they put Charles Barkley's face, and you see Charles Barkley's face going across. Oh. Right. Mm. That'd be fun. Dude, I'm Turbo. sold. That Turbo. plus uh, Chuck Norris movies, I'm in. <sighs> That's amazing. By the way, you guys did see Tom Brady's video uh, talking about our show today yes you guys did see this tom brady the tom yeah, brady yeah i'll see if i can find the video at some point during the show when somebody else is doing something but our fake uh ad agency fake publicist which signed a fake multi-million dollar campaign or contract with us to manage fake all contract. of our media yeah fake contract uh Hashtag. put out a, a, a fake tom brady commercial about him talking about us today if you guys didn't see it i will find it and i'll get it on the air today at some point right and it's definitely but him and it's definitely definitely tom brady it definitely is uh okay last piece of the nhl prudential they did renew their uh helmet contract their helmet sponsorship for uh the new jersey devils for the upcoming year but that's not the important 
part of this, or at least not the coolest part of this partnership, what I thought was very cool was that they are taking 13 of those games and giving that inventory, the helmet inventory, to a Black-owned business in the New Jersey area. Um, there's a, a evidently a process going on right now where uh, people are able to register or nominate and or some sort of process and they'll decide some point in time in November who the winner is going to be and they will air 13 games in which that business will have their name on the New Jersey Devil Helmets and it was donated from Prudential to that organization and I just thought that was pretty cool. That is that's I mean that's a third of their inventory of the regular season games I mean I think that that's pretty cool and what I mean it started with the the Devils have this uh, buy buy black program. They're supporting black owned New Jersey businesses, and so they've you know they set the wheels in motion on this, and and uh, I, I think it's great. I mean, we've talked about helmets, like how visible that that's been a great a great sponsorship for the, the NHL. So, I mean, it's not like they're giving up a dasher board that uh, you know uh, you, you don't see you see for a fraction of the time of the helmets. So anyway, I think that's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool, and I'd love to see it replicated in different creative ways across the industry, and I'm sure we will. Um, but I think it's an, an awesome thing between the Devils and Prudential, uh, and it will be cool to see what businesses are able to get featured. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Now, speaking yeah. of NHL, are mm-hmm. we going to are we going to NBA next? Because this is that's another thing that confused me is this is a completely different order than you sent us earlier. So oh, good. I'm all over the place. That's perfect. Yeah. If so. we're going to NBA, then I have a transition. If not, then pretend I didn't say anything and we'll get to it later. Well, first, I want to say that there was one other big contract that was signed, I think, in the NHL this last week, and that was with DraftKings. That's what I was, was going to bring up. So Yeah, that, that was a, a big deal that was – yeah. Josh, well, do you have any details on that or no? I know that I that do. was I have, this week. Yeah, go ahead. I have a little bit of detail. Um, DraftKings announced yesterday, uh, in conjunction with the NFL, they, or NHL, my apologies, they agreed to a deal with the NHL to become an official sports betting, daily fantasy sports, and iGaming partner of the league, hmm. uh, at least within the United States. And to complement the deal, hmm. DraftKings also reached an agreement with their broadcast partner in Turner Sports. You know, we always got to show love for the broadcast partners. Partners, This is going to include Bleacher Report coverage. Uh, ex- exclusive sports book, fantasy uh, sports, daily fantasy sports provider for their coverage of NHL. And it's going to include a lot of integrations into broadcasts across social and digital media with Turner. So uh, another big gambling deal knocked down by a league. And I think, you know, certainly won't be the last. It doesn't say that they are the official sports betting partner. They are an official sports betting partner. Yeah. Well, one one quick thing to that that I just learned this week um, is that networks are signing deals with the DraftKings and FanDuel's of the world to run lines on mm-hmm. the screen. And if you're a in an NHL, let's say TNT had this deal in place with DraftKings and the NHL wanted to go sign a deal with DraftKings, DraftKings couldn't do that on TNT. So you're going to start to see matching deals now where the broadcast partner – and who they're carrying will start to be matching up. Otherwise, you're going to start seeing some significant conflicts in that space, and it's going to get a little messy. So, well, it that's looks what like is tidy this one up. 
Yeah, not to get too inside baseball and all that, but that is what's interesting is that these, you know, betting companies are spending a shit ton of money because they're all trying to get, you know, visibility. But it's the category that all the teams right now, because everybody wants to spend, they don't have to make it exclusive. So, you, I mean, you're looking at, I was just going through the Jets today and they have deals with WinBet and BetMGM and Bet365 and FanDuel are all sponsors uh, uh, official sponsors and not a goddamn one of them are sponsor of me. I don't get it. The Jets, about you Fernandez got four. It's of them. always about Myers. Nothing. All right, Jeff, send some stuff our way. Uh, the ceiling just caved in on me. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. The ceiling, <laughs> are, you okay? are you okay? Raise your I'm okay. Hand. I'm, your okay. Hand. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, I just want to say this. <laughs> Have you guys seen the movie Basketball? Mm-hmm. It's a great Josh, movie. It was probably when you were two years old. Yeah, it's, yeah, great it's a good movie. It's classic. So the movie Basketball, just like the movie, uh, God, I can't remember. Yeah, thanks, uh, the, Mike Ju- the Mike Judge movie that predicted like where we are now in the world. Like Basketball predicted where we are in sports. Like there's going to be so many ads thrown in your way and so many different like venues like the team owns this the network owns that like we own this like DraftKings owns that like i i just don't get where the future of sports and advertising is gonna like stop and it's like it'll beyond... eventually hit a tipping point i hear where well, you're going i know well, that you're I, very he, sensitive here's my here's my prediction i think someone's going to buy a season ticket holder in the nba or mlb that's in the front row of the stadium or on the court and they're going to make them wear all green you with yep. me and in every game, they're going to project whatever ads they want on this green person. Yep. And, like, that's the future of advertising. Like, do you have the green front row season ticket holder to project uh, – what's that new cryptocurrency a- that we've been talking about? Asscoin, yes. Not Asscoin. Splooge. Splooge. coin. Yeah, Thank you. Splooge coin is up to – really crushing. Splooge. We're really going to – I'm going to start Splooge coin just for the momentum we're creating on the show. <laughs> <sighs> but you're Mike, you're more sensitive to this than everybody else. I know your feelings on this. Too many ads, NASCARization of all sports, whatever. We're not to the tipping point yet. We'll get there. We'll see. It, 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 it's they're going to see what the audience can handle, and then when it's too much, they'll pull back. That's what well, I was pretty much fine with it, and until uh, uh, the rate, the guaranteed rate in the White Sox, they put this obnoxious thing out okay. in the outfield. We're going to stop offending potential Island. partners. Oh, Goose <laughs> Island. Gotcha. It was a Goose Island ad. Got it. No more Ooh, of this. Yummy. Uh, Josh, we're going to stick with you and somehow make this go faster because we are at like the – we're like 12 minutes behind. We're never going to get yeah. done. So we're going to talk a little NBA, Josh. We're only 14 minutes behind, but nobody uh-huh. knows that until we tell everybody. Yeah, I'm just – So <laughs> we're right on schedule. <laughs> yeah, that means we're right on schedule. So if we could just uh, change to the next thing on the bottom of the screen there sure. so everybody can follow along. That's Thank all we've got to wait for. Sean. No, we're going to talk NBA now, um, which as anybody who knows, who's uh, listened to Uniform Exchange knows, I am the resident NBA expert here. Resident I'm NBA expert. Right, son. Because I watch the NBA. Mike Smith, down number two, listens. Chris writes about it. Chris writes yep, about yep, it yep, and yep, Myers yep, hates yep, it. So I don't hate it. I love the NBA. What are you talking about? He loves the NBA. So he I names two teams. I named two Sumu. teams in the NBA. I have two teams, Io and DeSumo. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> he plays for the Chicago Bulls. Go ahead, Josh. Okay. Thank you for that. So we're going to start today off talking about the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, 
who was amongst many uh, major sports executives that made some waves over the past week at CAA's World Congress of Sport mm-hmm. out in New York, hosted by SBJ. Uh, Adam Silver went on to talk about the NBA's high, high lofty revenue goals, which he would mentioned before. And he has said that uh, after things have been returning to a relative level of normalcy, they are projecting to hit over $10 billion of revenue this year. That is billion with a B, B as in billion. That's a lot of money and good for the NBA. And and they are, he cited things like the pandemic getting under control, the league's high vaccination rates is over 96%. That has not been what's been getting a lot of the coverage. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, But the league does have an exceptionally high vaccination rate. Actually, all of the leagues here in the U.S. have done a pretty good job relative to what we're seeing across the world but that's not that's for a different conversation um another thing adam silver talked about was the opportunity that they're seeing down the road or in the not too distant future really to see more customized tv broadcasts of of nba games didn't necessarily get into too much specificity about it but what what could that look like i mean are we talking monday night football manning brother type broadcasts are we talking that the the Twitch streamer overlay route. Ra- I hope it's not I mean, the overlay thing. I hope not, but it probably is. But do you but, guys like this? Do you ever watch the Statcasts or like the baseball Statcasts? I think that they're. I mean, I don't watch a lot of them, but I find them really interesting. And to kind of the opposite of your point, Myers, about you know Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith are great calling an NBA game, but they know nothing of you know of the college basketball. This mm-hmm. is the opposite, where these guys can go in and look at you know, anything that's interesting and at that particular play or pitch and talk about it. I, I don't think, think those that's are great. what they're going to do. I like that too, but this I'm is surprised that there's not more of viewers. That. This is definitely aimed at younger viewers. So and is it going to be like the, those silly Nickelodeon NFL games? I don't there? know. I don't. I think oh. NBA is probably smarter than that. But that's I one of the so. reasons why I'm I'm thinking like, is it going to be one of these Twitch overlays where the streamers are talking over the game? I mean, there's a probably. lot of really popular YouTube personalities that are connected with the NBA through 2K and things like that. And if they're trying to attract younger viewers, yeah. I mean, that is what registers with younger people, even, no even younger than me, guys, which I know, I know. is hard Here for you. Know. 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 Of, you know. Know. Mike's going to whisper something at us. Go ahead, Mike. Can you hear me? Can you hear me right now? <laughs> um, hey, Adam Silver, here's the challenge. $10,000 on live television. You pick the game. You make a left-handed layup and miss. We get to pick the charity you donate ten grand to. You win. What the uh, hell are you talking about, <laughs> dude? It's like he's raising money for the kids. He's trying to gamify the the game. Gotcha. With yeah. By bringing the commissioner causes. Okay. Yeah. Bring Let's Adam Silver do. have to donate, or the yeah. players that missed the layup. Have to I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Adam Silver's plan doesn't have him on screen. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe he has a nice smile. Whisper me like this, it. Mike. Go a ahead, challenge. Josh. What do you got? <laughs> challenge. Um. So Challenge that, accepted. That's all the there news. There it is. What? Oh, Wait a minute. Look at that. It's the mail works, friends. Oh, the mail so works. good. The Mars and beer is so good. We're going to make sure you guys get some. Go ahead, Josh. You got more to talk about. That's all I wanted to talk about with Adam Silver today. Yep. Yep. Um, good. But he did make some waves at the at event this week. So, so good. One of the other things I want to talk about the NBA was player empowerment in the NBA. It's something that we've seen develop over the years. I think the NBA has always been a superstar league. It's probably one of the reasons why a guy like Michael Myers doesn't love it. You know, it's not as much of a team game as it once was. It can be really dictated by the superstars both on and off the court. 
what are you shaking? Just, just say yes. So, some of the things that we've seen over the last couple of years, players asking out of contracts, out of Supermax contracts, guys like James Harden, Anthony Davis, we saw over the last couple of years, forced trades out of Houston and New Orleans when they were, you know, they still had years left on their deal. Um, And that's something that I think was a little concerning to the inner circles and the executives across the NBA that the players were able to exert that much power. But at the same time, it's kind of the way of the world now. The players, a lot of players do have more power than the teams. Um, But it might have taken, it might have gone a little bit too far over this past offseason with two players in particular that saw a lot of pushback that I think could lead to some changes down the road. Uh, The first person that I'll talk about is Ben Simmons, who with four years, the starting point guard for the Philadelphia 76ers, four years left on a super max contract, he wanted out. Didn't really have a great reason as to why, other than, you know, he thought the team wasn't building around him properly. A lot of NBA experts argue the opposite of that, actually. They've let go of players like Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, really talented players at the behest of Ben Simmons because they wanted to build around around him and Joel Embiid. So trust he decided the he didn't want to trust the process anymore. He decided he wasn't going to show up. He wasn't going to respond to his teammates, his executives, his coaches, his owners, anybody that were reaching out to him over the past few months because he wanted to trade. And that worked for him until he got to about a million dollars in lost salary. And all of a sudden he just showed up at the facility and he needed to get his COVID test so he could enter. Got his COVID test, and all reports are that he's most likely going to play. I don't know what that team dynamic is going to look like. Probably not great. That's exhibit A. Didn't work out for Ben Simmons. I think he probably figures he has a better chance of getting traded if he plays than he just stays at home. Uh, The last time we saw Ben Simmons, he passed up a wide-open layup in a two-point game in the playoffs, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) So there's a lot of anger there. $10,000 challenge. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he lost the ten. Adam Left Silver hand. had to donate ten thousand dollars after he missed. He just didn't go for the layup. He didn't even so take that's it. Exhibit A. Uh, exhibit B. What we're calling the Kyrie Irving Vax saga, mm-hmm. uh, or Sega, if you will. Uh, right now, Kyrie Irving. I won't. Probably every everybody who's listening to this, I would imagine, has, has heard about what's going on. He doesn't want to take the vaccine. The NBA. Does Kyrie also think the Earth is flat? Is he a flat earther? Am I correct in that? We'll we'll get get to that. Um, We'll get to that. So there are no players currently being mandated by the NBA to take the vaccine. There are no teams that are mandating that any of their players take the vaccine. But right now there are three markets, New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, that are mandating, that have local mandates, and they are considering arenas office buildings. And everybody who's going into work at an office building has to be – uh, uh, mandated. It's mandated they have to be va- vaccinated. With you. So, as a result, Kyrie Irving was not going to be able to play in any of the home games at Barclays Center in Brooklyn this year. And ultimately, the team made the decision over the last week that Kyrie Irving will not be joining the team at all until he's vaccinated because they didn't want to go through the season with a distraction and with one of their top players that's only available for 50% of their games. Without so, practicing a lot of the time either, probably. Anytime they try so, to so they, they were going to be able to practice with him. At Brooklyn, because, but not when they went to the Barclays Center. Right. Like no, at a practice they, facility they, or something, right? Their practice facility is not does not fall under that. Um, right. It's, it's, a, it's a gym. It's not the same right. um, classification, which also goes to show how kind of arbitrary and silly some of these things are. Sure. Um, but the point is, a lot of the, the staff 
the non-playing staff, they have to be va- vaccinated. It's mandated. But the players, mm-hmm. it's not because of the collecting, collective bargaining, bargaining and MBPA. So that all being said, the Nets drew a line in the sand. They said, you're not joining the team until you're vaccinated. This obviously was a decision that was not made without the approval of, of guys like Kevin Durant and James Harden who want to go win a championship. So both of these, Exhibit A, Ben Simmons, Exhibit B, Kyrie Irving, are leading to many people in NBA circles coming out openly. When when I say openly, I mean a source, an assistant GM. They're not putting their names behind it. But they are talking and saying they're openly wondering what this means for upcoming CBA negotiations when it comes to superstars asking for trades in the first you know one or two, three years of their deal when they have years left as well as things like what Kyrie's going through with the Nets right now and, and vaccinations and, and all of those things, which are now, you know, one way or another, they're a part of our world. So the era of player empowerment, I would say that some a lot of people would think, think over the last year it's been at its height, but there was a little bit of pushback over the last year. And I think it's probably because people took things a, a step beyond. So... Well, That's you, you think they took him a step beyond? I mean, the I mean, you know, a working class guy is happy to have a contract, and you know, then you got to live up to the contract. It's, even if you're in the union, that's what the union is is about. They negotiate it for you, and then you operate under that deal. And for these guys, especially at the dollars we're talking about, to go get more dollars, that's I mean, how does that? How doesn't that piss people off? And then the Kyrie thing. I mean, he he's earned a seat on my bus, man. I mean, it, he's not comfortable. Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? Who's on the bus? They are going to give this vaccine to five to twelve year olds. They've given it to, you know, his great-grandmama. I mean, come on. You're not comfortable with it? What? What is he, like, where is he get? Well, I know where he's getting his information. But Well, the thing is. It's he, idiotic. He's a, flat, he's a flat earther. He's a, he came he's a out smart, this, smart this, guy. So here, here's a couple of other pieces to this. He is a guy who was once openly a flat earther. He also openly admitted that he was wrong about being, about a flat earth conspiracy. Oh, so he did? He has, okay, I did not know he that. Did he's it, come he, around. Yeah, okay. He, it was, it was actually years ago when he admitted that. There wasn't mm. the flat earth thing didn't go on for too long. Good. And this whole, he went on Instagram live two nights ago to basically speak his piece. And he said he's not anti vax, he's not anti science, but he's anti mandate. So that is the position that he's taking. He's trying to be the voice for the voiceless. Right. So voice are his kids, his kids, are they homeschooled? I mean, I, you know, because I, they, I, that's mandated, they have to have vaccines to get into no, school. It, well, here's something like were were we all on the text thread? Because I know there's one with me on it and then one with me not on it for certain <laughs> reasons. But were we on the text thread this last like week and a half where the Mark Cuban quote came up about how he's handling this vaccine? Were we on that? Uh, I don't think so, but I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah, so, so Mark Cuban came out. He's like, I run a business. I was like, for me, I pay for health care for my employees. It's more expensive for me to like give healthcare to my employees if they don't meet certain requirements. I'm requiring that they meet the COVID-19 requirement that I'm putting in there. Like 
If they don't meet it, it's going to cost me more money. And by all means, you don't have to do that. You can leave and work somewhere else. You're free to you do can it. Be behooved and do whatever. You can be <laughs> right. behooved and do whatever. And it's like, and that's what it is. Like, I want to protect my employees. I want to protect my investors and my consumers eventually. And like, this is the decision I make as a business owner. And I think the NBA, any major sport has the right to do that. If you're a player and you want to do this thing, by all means, do it. But get the fuck out. Like, leave. Do your thing. Like, I'm, I'm not here to put my foot down to say everybody else should change because of what I believe. Like, you're working for someone at the end of the day. Am I right? You're and right. they make the rules for it. And it's like, like you're you either... too, the problem is you're too right. You're making too much sense. You're being too logical. You're giving too much good reason. And that is not something that these people always respond well, well here to. here's here's my issue with all this there would never be a mandate from a, an organization there would never be a mandate from a government there would never be a mandate from anyone if we didn't have half of our country believing that this was completely unnecessary and going and saying uh-uh nine i'm not getting it i'm not getting it i'm not getting it for one reason or another i'm not getting it None of this would even be a thing if it weren't for that. And I get I get really worked up when people talk about, well, so you can you don't have to wear the mask when you walk through the rest or when you sit at the table, but you have to wear it when you walk through the restaurant. If you don't have to do it here, you don't have to do it there. What people don't understand is yet they actually think you should wear it at the table, but they had to find some way to appease so that a business can operate. And the inch they gave was when you get to the table, you can take it off. So they're not saying it's any more safe at the table than when you're walking. They're trying to create something so that a business can operate and so that the company, the country can move forward in some well, fashion. But you give that the inch, then people are like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? All well, of it was a concession. All of it was a concession. No, All of the, it. Sad, the sad thing is we're in a point, let's fast forward two, three, five, ten years, like, the precedent being set now, like we're in an era like who's right, the player or the league. What's decided now is going to set the precedent for whatever happens in the future. COVID-20, X on 578, whatever disease comes in the future, they're like, well, the decision back in 2021 with COVID-19 was this. So like I have the right. Yeah, to, like, I, I don't you know. You know what I mean? Like, I what, what's Yes going and on? no. I don't straight think you're going to have like many straight, situations straight like potato this. Vodka, this guy. vodka and Goose Island. My big, my biggest it's issue now with 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 this Kyrie situation in particular. There was another player where video was making around Jonathan Isaac down with the Orlando Magic a couple of weeks ago that a lot of the you know the anti-vaxxers were posting because he was speaking very eloquently. He spoke well, but at the end of the day, he gave all of his reasons, but stuck in the middle was when all these people are telling me to go do something and they're calling us stupid or anti-vax, this and that, it doesn't really make me want to go do that thing. I'm and sure it's the not. same thing with Kyrie Irving. He's, he's anti-mandate. They're basically saying, I'm not going to do this because I'm being told to do it. Yeah. So now it's turned into a whole other thing, thing of, of like, I don't but, even But what about when they Agreed. weren't telling Agreed. everyone to do it and they didn't go do it? Why didn't he go do it when he didn't have to, when it wasn't a mandate? So he's not not doing it because it's mandated. He didn't do it when it wasn't mandated. Now it's mandated. So he's making it about that because his right. footing is stronger. His footing yeah. is stronger to argue, well, I'm just not going to do it because you're making me. Well, they weren't making you before and you didn't go get it then either, pal. So 
what was your what was your issue then? He's a he's chicken shit. He's, he's afraid just, of a shot. Yeah. Okay. Let's so. let's move on to the next. I mean, hold come on, on. Hold on. There, you're bringing up a good point. Like, is there a future where in a month or two that there's certain parts of America that are like, I'm only gonna uh, respond to this brand of marketing because they are vaxxers and they like prove that and like other parts are like well, they do oh, it already but that's already a thing that's already a thing it's, with it's religion great, dude. It's, it's a so thing with crazy. it's all politically it's so driven but it's already you know there's a lot of people that won't eat at uh what's the chicken place uh chicken Fil -A. Fil -A. a lot of yeah. people won't chick-fil-a they won't shop at hobby lobby not that i ever was going to walk into a hobby lobby in the first place but i hobby just lobby. saw you there last weekend yeah, I, 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 did too. I did too i did too thank you for it halloween so costume i was making a merkin i was making a merkin and i needed to get the the faux fur for my merkin you guys know what a merkin is right isn't a merkin so to, a to fake wrap, genital up, like patch of hair it is it it's is. a fake genital patch of hair yes and i had to get sure. one because i i'm a i'm albino and smooth down oh, there God. as it is so, on top it is below am i right new topic new topic <laughs> new topic okay so chris we're gonna skip college entirely oh, just like great. josh did i prepared for that one i got i got all kinds of stuff ready for that hey throw sure. the papers in the air that's a cool thing throw the papers in the air all right you ready yep it all landed in the same order. Oh, there we go. That's a little better. <laughs> there we see yeah. it then. Right. I can throw Here, papers. Give me, give me 60 seconds. Give me 60, 60 seconds. seconds. One Team CLC, they've, they've created an opt-in for group licensing programs where they'll take a cut. They already, uh, CLC, Learfield, they already work with 700 schools. They have do it in a minute. Make it congruent. And would you shut up? This English. is part of my minute. Make Get on the bus. Make it melt English. Down, melt down. Make it English. Go ahead. Start again. New topic. Try New again. Topic. New topic. They will now manage the student athlete end of some licensing agreements and students, athletes, I hate that term, can opt in. And so think trading cards or jerseys or wait for it. Yeah, sports. Vi video games. You You're go. a winner. Yeah. So basically That's what you're saying is they're going to they're going to do a deal with EA Sports and the athlete every athlete has to opt in to be a part of that game and if they don't opt in they just will be a number or something. Well it's like yeah that. it's the same it's the exact same model as Open Doors has done. I like where it. Where they're putting everybody in this bucket and you can check and yes accept or no, it or not and accept get some it. money. Beautiful. I like the concept one team CCL good CLC good luck guys. One team in CLC good luck. I'm with second you. second collegiate US Conference USA uh, AAC American Athletic Conference Sunbelt talk about realigning the uh, Conference USA folks. So it was that was my notes over here that are on the floor now. Mm, but they they sent a, le a letter to uh, Mike Oresco and some of the other folks with AAC and to try to do some kind of a regionalization of the conferences, a reorganization or or partnerships. And uh, the AAC said uh, no, no thanks. I'm I'm surprised that they wouldn't talk about it because it does make sense. It does make some protecting sense. Protecting the league right. player, yeah, all that stuff. And Jim Delaney's running it, and I think Jim Delaney's smart. I'd love to take Kevin Warren and say thank you very much and bring Jim Delaney back to be the commissioner of the Big Ten if I had my druthers. Yep. I yep. do not have those. Kevin Warren bumbles his way through this. It's so painful. Is that he behooved? Is, you, is, are you behooved, 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 behooved to bring him. back Jim Delaney? Okay. Well, that would make sense. It behooves the Big Ten to bring back Jim Delaney. Uh, I'm not behooved. I in opened any way, my fucking thesaurus once on this show. <laughs> I'm getting railroaded. I'm pretty sure you closed your thesaurus on that. Thesaurus. 
With the Thorus. All right, warp speed. We're going to talk a little NFL. No, Chris, you got more. What? You look like you no, want to say. No, no, no. Well, I'm I'm getting ready for my. Uh, Oh, you're going to talk segment. a little Ruben stuff later, aren't you? Okay, yep. we'll talk a little NFL for a second. So I love this. Mike Smith, you're going to love this. By the way, this is the very first thing on the topic list, viewers, NFL. No, I, I and know. we start we with NHL. I don't know what, what happened. I don't know what happened. I had to close my computer. I don't know what happened. Well, I, you're all gopped uh, up on the goop. You're on the cold is, You I'm sent the rundown to, to just to me. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's why. <laughs> perfect. You have an individual Josh Myers text oh, <laughs> We're running out of time. NFL well, None of this is any good anyway, so what does it matter? <laughs> NFL, in dis- NFL decided to find some punters, and they're doing an international combine. Because <laughs> uh, most of our international players are punters, guys, kickers. Uh, but they're doing this part of the NFL international. Oh, I got that. It just wasn't program. funny. Yeah, it, was it funny. wasn't funny. Uh, <laughs> they've centralized the scouting process. They've gotten all these different groups from 14 different countries. They brought in players, 44 players from 14 different countries, and they're having a combine in London. They're going to have another combine in Mexico, and then they're going to do another one. They're calling a talent identification camp in sub-Saharan Africa, which sounds a little World War II-ish to me. So I don't like the talent identification camp as the name of what they're doing i think they need to rebrand that that doesn't sound good to me i know right uh but that's happening and i thought that was, was pretty interesting shaking, you, said what you said not what they said <laughs> you would, what i yeah, said you went really dark really fast. i did i just read it it's what i'm telling you that's where my I head went I'm like they need to rename that shit uh jets falcons they played in london this last weekend hey there what's up little one uh, we've got the game. So Obviously, we play in Mexico City already. They are talking about a game in Germany now. Mm, can you imagine the crowd? All the people in the crowd are just like, mm. World League of Foot- American Football. That was the W laugh. They've been doing these camps in, uh, uh, they've been doing some versions of these combines in Europe and in Mexico now for at least the last few years. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's maybe a couple of guys that come maybe out of and. And no, the awesome punters come out of kickers. Australia. The yeah, pump, well, the, they, mm-hmm. they come out of Australia. The, they fly but like to England. These gigantic guys show up, you know, like Jurgen. That's three hundred and forty pounds, and that'd be been, in Germany. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. And they went. They bring him to London now, and then yeah. Jurgen. You know, it's like the world's strongest man competition, and then uh, Magnus you know. Ver Magnuson. <laughs> yes, there he He's is. The world's strongest man. Yes, Josh Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Josh Kyles. All right, so Jets, Falcons played in London. We already talked about this. Oh, this was interesting. There were only, this is unbelievable to me, there were only five sellouts in all of the NFL this weekend. Five home sellouts. 11 non-sellouts. That's nuts. In 25 years. I don't think there's been a week where there's been 11 non-sellouts. I don't know if there's well, annually 11 non-sellouts. Well, and what's interesting is we're seeing that we've talked about this, that the TV numbers are up. Like, it's not yeah. that there's not fan interest. It's it's very interesting. And I mean, how much of that is the pandemic or economy? Some of it's or, gambling. Well, you just, want to stay I home just, and watch all the games. I just don't understand, like, if, is there any company out there that has, like, given me the average ticket price of a, a four-pack uh, family pass with beers and hot dogs ironically, and sodas. Ironically, we have Chris Hartwig on the show. Chris, oh my you've done God, something if I like only that. had that info. What's it called, like- Chris? We can't go deep into it because we don't have time. But what's it called? Fan cost index. Fan cost index. We're going to look into that one of these weeks. We're going to do that. Marketing, team that marketing. Team marketing. Three kids. 
three kids. So yes. you can tick, you need five. do another. I'll recalculate. I'll recalculate Listen, everything. One of the kids, kids gets a babysitter on my end. That's all I'm going to say. Which you got to factor in the cost. All right. Yeah. Last thing on the NFL before we move to the final home stretch, which is we're still behind schedule. Ooh, I can't wait uh, for this one. NFL versus St. Louis. This last week, it came out that Jerry Jones, well, let's just do the teams. The Chiefs, the Rams, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Giants, their owners, which you guys know, Kraft, Mora Jones, all these guys, have not complied with the court order and Ooh. turned over their financials. I know, Mike, and you mentioned I mean, this. That, that, that fine is ridiculously ridiculous. Huge. We have live footage of Jerry Jones. <laughs> with the fine. We actually have live footage of Roger, Robert Kraft. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Robert. Robert Kraft, Robert and then Breeze. I think this was Mora. It's Mara. Oh, oh yeah, him too. No, that's Mora on the screen. Mara is the person, <laughs> the owner, but that's Mora right there. She's on the brat. She's on the brat network or something like that. Yeah, thousand uh, dollars a day means nothing to these guys. Oh, but on top of it, they have to pay twenty five thousand dollars for the St. Louis legal fees. Twenty five thousand. These people are laughing right now. They are just laughing. So they did order December 3rd as a show cause hearing where these guys are supposed to have to show up and they can be held in contempt and maybe it'll be a $1,100 fine. I don't know. I think they really need to rethink what they're finding these people. Ooh, man. It is going to feel better when it's a $1 billion settlement, though. Can, can I? Are we going to talk about? You're going to get a team, gonna, remember? Oh, yeah, are, team. are we going to talk yeah. about what happened in Oakland this past week and what's going on with the Washington uh I don't think we have time. We'll talk about that, but I feel like we probably need to talk about that when we have more time and didn't spend 37 minutes talking about what was it again? Oh, yeah, Chris and the code of conduct or something. I don't know what it was. I just um, think there's there's a yeah. tip of the iceberg being presented in the NFL right now, and over the next few weeks, this onion's going to get peeled back, and you're going to see well, some if, shit. If the league allows the NFL Players Association to go through that trove of emails, there is no question that, yes, it will be insane. Uh, oh, my God. What? I just know, Josh. Me. What He had me check the comments, and the comments are not. Ooh, that's angry. Okay. Um, when my no. mom gets on this, she voices her opinion, and not, I, I, don't think, I don't know what her handle is. Mm -mm. So this was not your mom. That. I've talked to your mom, and she's never used these words. Okay. <laughs> We're down to our last three hey, topics. Yeah, go ahead. Well, well uh, sorry. you got to pull up the video to I'm watch, not. the Tom Brady video. Oh, I'm not there yet. I don't have it up, so you uh, got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So should I talk about? Yeah, you should talk about Ruben. Talk about Ruben. Yeah, that's that's Ruben. It's a good sandwich, yeah. and it's also the uh, golden child of sports business these days. Uh, Michael Rubin and his fanatics just uh, added a deal with Macy's to sell uh, all the fanatics apparel and and uh, and hard goods even on their on their site, and uh, that basically from uh, from uh, what i've read is multiplies macy's sports offerings by about 20x and uh 
basically fanatics will fulfill this end through the you order through the website and the big play is that ruben uh and and his folks think that uh, women are more likely to buy apparel jerseys etc via a department store and they've seen some of that well but i mean well look they've got walmart kohl's pennies they're now starting to do stuff direct with amazon too that They've got the numbers that are saying that it's it's uh, yeah. double digit growth over the last few years in the the sales of their stuff Here, to women. So here's what I think. I don't I don't know that women are more likely to buy it if they go there or whatever. I just think they are already there. So to me, this is a distribution deal. You're now just yeah, putting yeah. this some someplace where they're already at. So yeah, they're gonna see it because a woman may not be going to fanatics to buy other things. So it, it's been made a big deal about this thing and like all this, and, mm, at the end of the day, it's a distribution deal, right? You're putting right. your product on another network and you're going to give them a little bit of the action to sell your stuff. Right. It's totally. logical, right? Right. I mean, it's just, well, it's interesting of what fanatics has been and Ruben have been up yeah, to. Yeah. I just think it's like weird everything how they he's spin touching. It. They spin yeah. it like this, this big thing. It's not, it's a distribution deal. It's great. Well, it's I, very smart. I think, well, I think that's a PR play on this. That's exactly right. That it's a spin. Is that he can't do Amazon? He can't do Amazon because that's not him. That's Bezos. He can't go to Amazon and sell his stuff on Amazon. I don't think Fanatics doesn't have an Amazon store, do they? They they are they are in process of doing that. Yes, they've already started doing some order fulfillment, but. This is a PR angle. Like, how do they get all the press, the industry press, to talk about this? We're going to go after women. Because otherwise, it's just like, well, now it's available in another place. Who cares? Yeah, that's, so, that's true. Very true. You know, what's funny, the one last thing about this, I had a whole bunch of numbers. But the one thing that's funny is we talk about the NBA reaching $10 billion in revenues. And the trading card business of Fanatics it was valued before, it, you know, it's two years before they're producing a card, is valued at $10 billion now. Jesus. That's the golden child of Mike Rubin. The company itself is $18 billion valuation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Amazing. They're doing amazing. He's, I got to tip my cap. I have to tip my cap. Okay. Uh, the production team said they do have the the clip. This is the actual full production done by fake publicists, our fake marketing agency with a fake contract with us uh, that was definitely put out today and is definitely, definitely Tom Brady talking about uniform. It's a very short clip. It's just abbreviated clip. Evidently, he's leaving practice. He's getting in his car, and we've got a clip from that conversation. So after I get done with my Thursday practice and head home with the kids is give Uniform Exchange a, a listen. You know, those guys, they, they bring the, the world of sports right to uh, my radio here. Sometimes I catch them on the podcast. <laughs> What's up, Greg? <laughs> that was it. It's pretty good, though. Pretty good. Did not know he was a White Sox fan. He's a big South Side guy, and uh, <laughs> and uh, kind of crushed that. I thought I just love that he's out there just talking about us. He was just he just uploaded that to his Instagram, and we just ripped it off a part of that thing. Oh, I'm sorry, Publicis, fake Publicis ripped it off a part of that thing. Fantastic quality. Good, looking guy. good looking guy. That good. guy is. And look at him taking his kids in the back seat, taking his know, kids on the he, I didn't know he drove his own kids around and went home That's and awesome. fed his kids. Great guy. Just I, great and guy. I, I didn't know he had such a Midwestern accent either. It's kind of odd that he was born well, he in California. Michigan. Played, played in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> One year yeah. out of the four years he was there, he played there. Um, all right, couple more things, real quick. ESPN. Oh, he's shaking. Does that make you feel better about yourself denigrating the best quarterback of all time because he only played one? I love it. I think it's an amazing story. 
I think it's hilarious that Bob Greasy's son got to start in front of him because Bob Greasy's son was clearly a better quarterback. Myers, when Myers you, the type of guy to go around and be like, I played more years of college baseball than Tom Brady played at Michigan. Like, I did. I actually played more. <laughs> so donate but, to my GoFund page below. Comes but have you seen him? Have you seen Tom Brady's college photo, like with his shirt off? Of He's a doughboy. It's hilarious. I love what do you it. I mean, of course. Like, I have the poster behind I you. have a lot of college athletes' pictures with their shirts off in my house. Oh, God what? damn it. Chris, what, Josh? Have to bring this up. That no, that was my Josh impersonation. I don't oh, okay. know what that, that, <laughs> that inflection was. Was that your Irish person's impersonation? Um, Are you doing an Irish person? I think we'll stay away from that inflection, please. Yeah, Thank I you. don't know what that You're was. Welcome. ESPN. Here, I find this interesting. ESPN and essentially uh, what was the metaphor I was going to use for this? I'm going to skip it for now, but basically, oh, I know what it was. So if you, if you go, drive over a cliff into the water, they say, wait till the car fills all the way up with water and then you can open the door. Right. No, so you basically, they do. <laughs> no, they don't. They, tell you to, they tell you to kick out the door, grade. the window. I'm, okay. Time Everybody stop. Grade. Everybody stop. The metaphor is if you can't kick out the window, the pressure changes whenever the water fills all the way up, then you can open the door because you can't open the door prior to that. That's just a fact. It's physics. You can have this weird look on your face, Josh. That is physics. So my point is that's what ESPN is doing with their subscribers and these individual events. They're waiting. They've, they've said we're losing $3 billion a year. Because subscribers are going away and away and away. Josh is frantically Googling drowning over here. Uh, I can see it. I can see the reflection. I'm reading the words on his glasses right now. Do not waste any time talking about this. They're waiting until their subscriptions, their subscribers drops below, was it five, 50 million 50. homes? And yeah. then they're going to start making individual events pay per view. So you can basically order this event, order that event. It's their version of, okay, the ship is sinking, but we're not going to do this other thing until the until the water has completely filled the car. Then we're going to do it. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I just, I mean, I think that the the logic of that, I mean, in losing half their customers, but I think the logic is that th those guys still make so much money per per sub then mm -hmm. that it's not they're not going to give an excuse for people to speed up that process of dumping. right well no and they're the the it doesn't hit the tipping point that they would need to do that until just they imagine have i don't know what they give they used to get a dollar imagine they get a dollar a subscriber that's 50 oh it's a lot dollars. it's a lot more than that yeah it's it's like eight dollars yeah it's crazy something like that yeah. it's crazy high but anyway, thought that was interesting. But they've been losing three billion in paid TV subscription revenue <laughs> annually, uh, so they're gonna. They just the the point is they've recognized that we are finally getting to the point where they're gonna have to start doing the individual events, which I don't know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're skipping sports gambling, Josh. We don't have time for it. Uh, quick hits. Anybody got a quick hit? We got time for a quick hit or two? I got Go one. Ahead, Chris. What do you got? got? One. All right. He said, thank God. He wants to hear what he had to say. Thank God. Oh, Chris, thank go God. Oh, okay. Thanks, buddy. Mm -hmm. uh, soccer. Uh, this is, I thought this was interesting. The NWSL and the and the Players Ooh, Association. We've been talking about these guys. That was a shit right. show. That was a complete shit show. Mm -hmm. But the, the league and the Players Association have a new bargaining agreement coming up. And they've been making progress. And uh, yes, they've reached a reckoning point, and And that's important. But 
like the Players Association director, Megan Burke, says the league is going to survive and thrive. And they're coming back and, and what would we talk about, Myers? Like five days from after the, the meeting with the, you know, a framework. Yeah, they get five days to come up with the solutions. Yep, yep. Right, right. It's five days. I'm like, what I'm thinking is who else is, you know, coming That's up just quickly like with solutions. It's, it's yeah. just like that. It's completely. They, they just need five days to solve problems. It's That's how the NCAA works. I just wanted to congratulate them, uh, the NWSL and their Players Association for yeah. um, I think it's great modeling themselves after the yeah. best. Yeah, just imagine if the NCAA had a hold of this, they'd be like, well, we're going to we have a subcommittee about, meeting. Yeah, we're going to elect three people from three different teams. We're going to talk about this and then we're going to schedule four months. We're all going to get together on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. NCAA rock and rolling. Oh, I got one quick thing. We have our first reverse vaccination move. Coachella, AEG Live, was, as of October 1st, requiring vaccinations for all their stuff. Coachella has said, no, 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 no. We're not going to require the vaccination. Now we just need a test within 72 hours. That's the first time a major property has gone the other direction on the vaccination, which may be a sign of things to come. We may be moving in the other direction. We've hit that. I don't think we're there yet, but AEG Live, Coachella specifically, Josh, Josh said it's the free spirit thing. Just, just going to have it happen. Whatever happens. It's all free spirits at Coachella. We can't be. No, we don't tell us what to do with our body, but I'm going to do a ton of Molly and cocaine for the next three days. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> throw some throw some psychedelics in there, but no back. No. Peyote, baby. Hey, man. Uh, it's a super spreader, bro. Yeah, bro. You, know, you guys know what really behooves me? Microphones? Is that it's... you sound like you're in like a hotel like hallway? Down the hall? Like yelling down toward hall. a computer that's in a room? Go ahead. I'm not in a good spot right now. Okay? Really? How many layers of fabric are you speaking to? Go ahead. I love turtlenecks. What year are those headphones from? <laughs> I had to scramble. I have no yeah. idea. I found these on the are street, those, actually. Are those skull candy? Good those actually, you, Josh, those are actually just earplugs. <laughs> right. How's right. that, Mom? You need help in the kitchen? I'll be there. <laughs> uh, lastly, but not leastly, guys, just a quick, just a quick, just a sentence I think that we should end this thing on. Um, the Devil Company, AT&T. Oh. Oh. Come on. No, Verizon's going to sponsor us, so screw AT&T. AT&T is the worst. It came out this week that they are the 95% sponsoring benefactor or whatever you want to call it. They're not the benefactor. I guess the network's the benefactor of OAN. The guy that started OAN said we started it because the people at AT AT&T said they wanted us to. And then 90% of their revenue has come from AT&T. So OAN, that beautiful thing that taught Kyrie he shouldn't be vaccinated, all sponsored by the lovely devil company, AT&T. That's a little sketchy. Okay. That's a little sketch. Watch the John Oliver show. Watch John Oliver. And everybody, everybody, can you check up on Mike Smith, dad number two? He's disappeared and, and make sure he's okay before next week. But he's thanks everybody. On a milk card. Please check on Mike Smith, dad number two. Thank you. And good night. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, screw ATT. See you, boys. Oh. 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 Oh.